following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. You're never gonna make it, you're not good enough There's a million other people with the same stuff You really think you're different, and you must be kidding Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it It's impossible, it's not probable, you're irresponsible Too many obstacles, you gotta stop it, yo You gotta take it slow, you can't be a pro Don't waste your time no more Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove Today's episode of the 16 Ounce Podcast Is brought to you by GHU Game Station This is a fun one it's for adults, kids, parties, whatever you want. It's the GHU Game Station. It's gaming trailer with Xbox, PlayStation, VR, etc. Current and retro-gen gaming experience. And the best part is you can use this trailer any time of the year. It's heated during the winter. It's a trailer, so it's covered if it's raining outside. And you can have the doors open on a nice day. Need something to spice up your party or event? Check them out at GameHeadsUnited.com or on Facebook at G period H period U game station. And with that being said, good evening, ladies and gents. I am Duvet, and this is the 16 ounce podcast. Um, this week, uh, right now, I'm starting it off solo. My boy Jay's currently, um, having family, uh, duties. So, um, if he makes it in time, you know, he'll jump right in. If not, you know, we already got the lineup for you. So, um, digging into the juicy stuff, you know. Um, we saw that Lewis versus Spivak was announced over the weekend. So, we're going to start right in on the MMA side of things. Um, so, as far as this fight, I'm actually to see, I'm a- I'm happy to see that you know, Derek, the Black Beast, Lewis is back. You know, um, uh, um, Spivak is a good fight. I think it's winnable. Um, it's I just I gotta see what's what's cooking with Lewis, man. You know, he's coming off a couple, uh, um, coming off a couple losses. You know, um, and I do think that maybe his days of getting a title shot are over. You know. But as far as being competitive still, he just has natural power that you can't that you can't account for, you know? So he always has something to um he always has something in his arsenal, which is that, that power that we talk about. Um so that is actually booked for the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. Um, and now we talk about Spivak, who is his opponent. And Mendes is, he's been on a tear for, I think, for the last two years, I want to say. Um, uh, yeah. So since July 2020, uh, Spivak, he's won five of his six in the UFC. So basically, um, he's highly touted. I mean, you already know, uh, he's very, very dangerous with his hands, as they both are. But seeing that Spivak is the younger guy here, um, he's riding high. Uh, It's a challenge. Like, it's a challenge for Derek Lewis, no matter what way you look at it. Because he's not just being, he's not just, he's not just taking 
easier fights. You know what I mean? Like this, I'm not saying that you know he's getting the old vet treatment. I don't think that's happening. Um, but these fights are only gonna get harder, and he's only gonna get older. Um, so I would excuse me. Um, I would personally, I wouldn't worry. I mean, I wouldn't worry for Derek. I think I think Derek has a shot. Um, it just depends on where this goes. Um, he only has hands. Like I think, I think his his punching is the only thing that can save him. But it's so it's so good. Like the power is just so lethal that that's maybe all he needs is a couple seconds, you know. But I I ex- I'm I'm excited for this. Um, uh, I can't wait to see what happens uh, for that. And um. I do think that Spivak will win, though. I definitely have that in the plans, you know what I mean? Um, not to say that Derek Lewis just doesn't have it anymore, but I think this is a tough fight for him to take um, right now. Because, uh, you know, just off recent history, uh, I think I think there could have been better. But, hey, we'll see what happens, man. Um, I'm definitely excited for that, for sure. Uh, that, that's that's one I wanna, I'm looking forward to. But um, with that, uh, there's other news that we can talk about also. Um, so if you didn't hear, um, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that you've been living under a rock. That's that's you know it's kind of messed up. But um, the obvious thing happened it involves Kamzat Chimaev. He recently moved up to 185, so he's officially a middleweight. Um. So I we talked about this last week, but it was under the assumption that um he was going, we didn't know. But now that he's here, um yeah. Uh the landscape of middleweight definitely changes a little bit. Now I know Jay is re <laughs> and <laughs> I know Jay is really, really, really hard on Comzat and Costa and he's like you know my boy Jay has strong opinions man um but uh I think we both can agree that this is a good thing um for middleweight I think um he's gonna add uh his name I think for what he's done so far in such a little time his name is big you know um Regardless of the missed weight controversy, regardless of all that, his antics or whatever, um, I think that Kamzat being in middleweight is a huge deal. Um, because honestly, I'm interested to see what he does, man. Like, I'm really interested in it. Like, I know 170 was a whole different story, you know, and now there's like conspiracy theories out there of like, oh, was he ever at 170? You know, like. Like Sean O'Malley was saying, and I'm just like, eh, you know, like we gotta go by what really happened. And my man's only missed weight once. It was bad, but he's only missed weight once. So I don't think you know that's the agenda here. But I do think that nah, yeah, this is this is a good thing for middleweight. I think we need more um we need more contenders, and I think Kamzat in that weight class is interesting. Now I will say. I I know that he has natural like power. You know, you can and he, I know he has natural power, but is it enough to take out guys in this weight class? Um 
I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not really sure how it will translate. Uh, I always said he was too big for 170, so 185 is perfect for him. And if you want my opinion, I do think he will do well. I think he'll do better than uh, people expect. Because, um, again, uh, I don't think Kamza is a, is a slouch. I don't even think he's underrated. I think he's just what we think. I think he's elite. Um, obviously, there's an energy around him when he comes to his fights. He runs out to the octagon, and everybody's invested, whether you want to see him get... Um, messed up or whether you want to see him take a W or you just want to see a good fight. That's the name you want. Um, So you can't talk about titles right now. You can't talk about title shots. Um, Can't even talk about contention, really, Uh, when it comes to him. He, he just entered. So I think you can start him off with some. I would like to see either him versus Strickland. Um, I think that'll be a good one. Or, um, I would like to see him versus him. I like to see him versus Vittori too. I think that would be those two fights just to like give him a sample of what like you know middleweight is, and see how he does. I mean, me personally, I think Kamzat beats most of the people in one eighty five, but we have to see. We have to see if his power can hold up. I do think it will hold up. I just think because uh, if we're being honest, I think he's much stronger at 185 because we always said he was too big for 170. If he's knocking boys out on 170, what can he do at 185? Um, and that's a valid question. So the problem is, you know, that's kind of Izzy's division right now. And I know we don't want to get too far ahead talking about, you know, Kamzat versus Izzy or, you know, if that's even the case by if that's even the thing, you know, by then. Um but I will say that uh if he can as long as he can manage to stay disciplined and make weight every time and you know just I he just he just has to he has to live that that fighter life. He has to make the commitment. You have to make the weight, you have to put the work in in the gym. You, you have to you have to do all these things. It's not just fighting, you know. It's not just showing up, uh, way however you want, and expect to just go in there and fight somebody, you know. Excuse me. Um, this is like, this is the big leagues now, or this is considered a, This is the UFC now, you know. This is the big time, bro. So, I do think uh, uh he has to uh get all that situated, um. Which I think he will. I think he will. And as long as that's the case, I think Comzak has a great future at middleweight. And honestly, I think I'm not going to say middleweight needs it because middleweight has a lot of names. But um, right now, there's just no. It seems like there's like uh, no entertainment recently with 185. If you know what I mean, like I, I don't. I just think people aren't talking about the division enough, which is kind of sucky because the talent there is nice, you know. But um, lately the middleweight division hasn't really been anybody's eye. So maybe Kamzat going in there will bring attention also, you know. So I think this is a win-win for all sides. And, of course, you got Costa versus Chamaya. So uh, there's just so many fights. There's so many people that um he can definitely mix it up with and make the division interesting. And he could change the landscape. Not Probably not right now, but we'll see how it is from a year. A year and a, I I would say yeah. Give it a year. See what he does in a year there. 
and then we'll judge it off for that, you know. I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking about it um, <laughs> organically, but, you know, uh, we're going to look back at this episode a year from now and see how he is. I mean, I'll mark it down. I promise. So, yeah, that was that. Um, and I'm, Like I said, I'm really interested in that. So, And uh, the last point here is uh, we were talking about Corey Sanhagen versus um, um, San when he beat him. And in his uh, post-fight interview, he called out um, Cheeto Vera. Um, so I decided, yeah, yeah, um, I decided, uh, kind of like, not officially preview this because it's not official, but, um, the UFC is promoting it weirdly, so it might be official, I don't know, but Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen could be a future, uh, thing. Now, we all know what Cheeto Vera did in his last fight. Cheeto Vera beat Dominic Cruz. Um, and... He made it look pretty convincing, you know, even though Dominic put up a good fight. But, he, you know, Cheeto Vera is no slouch. Now, with that being said, I think this is low-key a really big fight. My Sorry for my voice for cracking, but I think low-key this is a really big fight. Um, Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen is probably like... That belongs on the main card. They're probably going to give it to us on a fight night, but it definitely belongs on a main card, I believe. So, and what's what's not to like about that fight, you know? Um, I I just think, like, you know, Cheeto Vera's bag is deep. I mean, yeah, he's he's been there for a minute, so you don't know what to expect, but he's looked really good recently. Um, So I'm not even looking at, like, age or nothing like that i'm looking at a whole new cheeto you know and cheeto is all about business now he made me a believer um i gotta give the man credit and i I do think his wrestling is lethal um uh, i it's lethal enough to to get somebody like Corey. um but y'all know y'all know what i think of Corey sanhagen um it seems like ever since he took that title loss um he's just flipped the switch and i've talked about it before um that uh he's he's gone through this little transformation from being like regular uh you know not not a regular fighter i'm not gonna say that because cory sanhagen was always special um it's just it's always felt like something was missing when it came to cory sanhagen um, so this little mentality he has now of just like literally going into the octagon and saying like, I'm not dying or anything like that. Like he's, he's talking about like actually killing the other person, like that type of mindset, obviously, you know, and you see how he fights, you see how it's reflecting in his fights. He's been on a tear and that's what makes this fight so good is that. To me personally, there's there's recently I haven't seen anybody that can beat Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen, sorry. But Cheeto, as soon as I heard him call out Cheeto, I forgot that Cheeto was here. 
And, you know, if you're a, a diehard UFC MMA fan, you know, this is a huge fight. Low-key, this is a really good fight, and it's really big. Um, Honestly, I do have... I would have, like, a very early prediction. I do have Corey winning that fight. Um, But, but, obviously, that's just a long way from now. Uh, But it's kind of funny that the UFC is promoting it. Now, I will say, real quick, before um, I do move on to anything else. So, I will say that the... So, Cheeto... I think Cheeto has a resurgence right now, and that's fair to get caught up in. You know what I mean. Um, but with this with with this fight, what's interesting for Cheeto, I think, is that he can't. I if if he tries to outstrike him, I don't think it will work. If there's a route for Cheeto, it'll probably on the ground because he's he's pretty he's pretty damn good with his jujitsu, and I think that. Somebody who's in a mindset like Corey Sanhagen's like, yeah, he's going to be like, he's not going to be full pressure. He's going to be tactical. He knows what he's doing. But I think he will be able, he will be trying to take a little bit more of a risk. Um, especially against someone like Cheeto. And that's all Cheeto needs is for him to slip up just once. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, there's a route for Cheeto is what I'm saying. I don't think Cheeto is going to get blown out. But we got to see, uh, personally, we got to see how, you know, how they go about it, how they're going to book it, um, if they book it, and when it's going to happen. But for sure, if if we're talking about Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen, then yeah, uh, I think we're, we're kind of missing the point of how big of a fight that could be, you know? Um, so I definitely think that, that's something that everybody should keep an eye out for. I mean, I, I know I will. So, I can't wait to see where... I want to see if Dana books it. I, I would hope Dana does book it because that's the type of fight I could put eyes on a division like that. You know what I mean? Um, And you want that attention, as always. And those are two good names to do it. So, yeah, man. Those are my thoughts on that. Uh, Before we get into the boxing side of things we have to bring up our second ad which is train wreck fitness co we are proud to be sponsored by train wreck fitness co where they make quality clothing that's 100 percent cotton t-shirts hoodies and tank tops only colors available right now are white and black you can check them out and place your orders on instagram by searching in all caps train wreck lower space fitness co in all capital letters. To place all orders, send them a DM on Instagram. Go follow them. Check out their design. Train Wreck Fitness is savage, not average. Um, And, yeah, you already know, man. They're my plug for my workout clothes. Um, So, you know, get right, man. Get right. I mean, it, I'm going to go on a little minute diatribe here for the people who do work out. Because I do take that a little serious. <laughs> but... Yeah, man, like, you know, you ever wear, like, you never had, like, one of those, like, really, like, muggy, muggy shirts, you know, you have some type of, like, 
wear uh, fit wear to wear for the gym, you know? And then you have, like, those shirts that you don't want to wear. And then, like, when you wipe them on your face, they make it all rough. You know? Like, you don't want all that, right? So, yeah, they're, like, train wreck, like, the guys who make the the shirts and with the, like, clothing um it's it's just so good bro the material like i don't know what it is like it keeps my skin cool uh it's very soft like even if you do wipe your face like off you know it doesn't feel hard you know so like i don't know what it is man but they definitely got it so any fit material you need go check them out train uh train wreck fitness and co instagram you know um but with that being said and shout out to train wreck um we're gonna go over to the boxing side of things now so I'm gonna go on a little deep, uh, deep dive or deep dive, I should say, on this weekend's upcoming uh, UK mega fight. You know, we have um, Chris Eubank Jr. versus Conor Ben. If you know me, I have been waiting for this fight for a long time. I I think almost ever since they announced it. Or a little bit before they announced it. And it was just like a rumor. Now. If you don't know this. This fight is actually family ties. Like this is a family rivalry type thing. Like this is going back almost four decades ago. Almost four decades ago. So I, I would say about. I would say about three. I would say about three decades ago. We'll be safe. You know we'll be safe. So, so, Chris Eubank Jr. and Conor Ben obviously have a family rivalry going on. Their dads were uh, rivals. Um, hold on, I'm sorry, I drew a little blank. Um, yeah. So right now, uh, Conor Ben versus uh, Eubank Jr. So their dads are rivals. Uh, you don't really need to do too much, like. Searching for that, you can literally just go on Google and say Eubank Jr. versus Ben and just put history or you can just put dad rivalry or whatever. Like, you know, like the only reason and the reason why I get so excited is because we don't get fights with history like this often, you know, like like when was the last time you could think of when was the last feud you can think of of fathers being rivals in a certain in, in boxing let alone boxing where two or two guys are rivals and then 30 years later 20 years later however many years later their sons are in the prime of their life probably one a little bit past his prime and now they're reigniting that rivalry like that that's what i'm saying though like i i, I want people to like when was the last time we got something like this like let that sink in. Now, if you don't know the, what I'm talking about, if you don't know about, um, if you don't know about these guys, all you have to do is just look it up. Um, now I will say, if you look, there's a face-off on YouTube, which it's kind of, kind of is not really taking this guy serious, but now. What I will say is, is that <sighs> don't sleep on Chris Eubank, all right? Eubank is a little older. He's 33 right now, but 
the guy the guy has such good technique um and honestly the the family history in involved in this is is what makes this fight a little bit bigger of ex, of a spectacle you know what i mean like people are going to get caught up in the fury versus joshua as like the uk's like big fight which it is but this is like this is like the diehard boxing fans dream right here you know all you have to do is look at the the history between Ben and Eubank Jr. And you'll see why I'm so excited for this. I totally recommend to anybody who has the zone to go watch this fight. Because this is going to be a big fight. Um, When this episode drops, the fight will be tomorrow night on Saturday. So, uh, do, literally look into it. This is This is going to be something. You know, and I'm like, I'm just really excited for it. I, I've been waiting for this fight for a long time, like I said. Now, when it comes to the actual fight, I think Conor Ben is going to beat Chris Eubank Jr. Um, It's it's just, I like, I, I like the confidence oozing out of him. Like, you can forget the style, you know? Like, forget the styles for just a second. Um, they're the way they fight is kind of opposite of each other, but Connor Ben is just my thing is Connor Ben just has that fire in his eye, you know. Like Chris Eubank Jr., when you look at face offs, if you go look at Make the Days Count series two, I recommend that. Um, that's like you know, the training camp footage, and like this, it's like 24 7 when HBO had it, you know. So go check that out. Um, Make the Days Count Ben versus Eubank Jr., but. Chris is awfully relaxed and reliant. It sounds like he's a little reliant too much on what he's done. He's too focused on that. Connor, on the other hand, is just looking laser focused, like not trying to play nice, not trying to do all this like respectful talk. Even though, you know, to a certain extent, Eubank Jr. isn't being respectful. He's basically just telling him like how it's going to be. But you can sense that Connor Ben is like, I want to. I think he's the favorite. Yeah, you can sense that Connor Ben is just looking to like seek and destroy. So I'm trying to. Uh, I would hope that Connor Ben doesn't get too caught up in all the the BS and the history and stuff because, yeah, what your dads did thirty years thirty years ago is what is what makes this whole thing hype, you know. But don't let that get to your head. Um, don't let that cloud you, you know, cause at the end of the day, anything can happen in boxing. You know, all it takes is one punch and everything changes. So, you know, there's a lot of legacy. There's a lot of pride on the line in this fight. Um, you know, like the dads still don't like each other. Um, like it's, it's just, is the. It, oh, I, I'm almost speechless because I'm telling y'all, man, I don't know. Like, I, I've never really felt this way about a fight before. I've never really been this excited about a fight. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be insane. Um, so I recommend everybody to watch the fight, do what you got to do, um, because you're not going to want to miss this. 
And I'm telling you, I'm not missing this fight for nothing. Uh, now, me being me, I I know they're probably going to do a one-off because this is how one of those things work. But I would say, like, do it like the dads did, man. Give them plenty of fights. Like, I, I would love to see a trilogy. Mind you, if these guys aren't in good enough condition to do it by then. But I would love to see a trilogy. Like, that's just money right there. Um... So that that'll be insane. Like I, I, I can't hype it up any more than I I'm trying to now, you know? Uh but definitely like y'all gotta go check that out. Uh so the zone. It's on the zone. Pay for it. You know, pay for it for like a month or two. I don't care. You you get it for free once you once you pay for the zone, you get it. So I want you to get that fight, you know. I think it's it'll definitely turn tune you in. Um, so yeah, I'll be there. I'll definitely be watching that. Like I said, as of the, as of the, uh, the recording, when this episode drops, it'll be Friday. So tomorrow night, watch that. Anyway, we move on to this past weekend where Shakur Stevenson beat Robert Conseco. Uh, obviously he missed weight, um, the, uh, the night before. So he was stripped of his, uh, belts. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all that right now. Um, including the performance. So, um, Stevenson, uh, just as I, as I predicted, uh, he beat, uh, Robert Conseco. Um, he got hit a lot more. That's, that's what I really want to point out right now. He got hit a lot more this fight. Um, but that's what, that's the thing. That's what comes with the territory. You know what I mean? He's been uh so he's been so good and so dominant for so long and maybe it is just his style but excuse me um we needed to see we need to see him get some type of adversity you know what I mean so seeing uh seeing Robert you know tag him a little bit here and there and seeing how he was able to take it I do feel good about him going up to lightweight I do feel good about him going up to 135. Um, cause honestly, and don't get me wrong, uh, don't don't go too wild on me. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save what I'm about to say. We're, we're just gonna talk about the car real quick, and then I'll address that. Uh, as far as the fight, yeah. So yeah, he got hit a little bit more, but again, Stevenson just. I don't know what it is, man. That straight left is so is so lethal. Like the way he throws it, like you would think you know when it's coming, but with just how fast he is, you don't see it coming. You don't see anything like that coming, you know? So he did his hey, the combos were still slick, still quick. He was uh his speed was just top notch, he's on point, he was looking sharp. Uh and Stevenson did his thing. He, uh, he walked out there uh, with the W. He did look visibly disappointed at the end. I mean, the guy is professional, you know. Uh, nobody wants to lose their belts on the scale. That's not how you want to do things, you know. But, um, you and then, obviously, in the post-fight interview, they asked him all, all this. And, you know, he looked pretty sad. But I think that's why. It's because, you know, he's never missed weight before. He's professional. He likes being professional, you know. Uh Unfortunately, his body just can't take it no more, you know? 
But he proceeded to call out uh, he proceeded to call out the names I like way like uh Devin Haney and Tank like you know like and so we're gonna get into that now. Um so we're gonna see how that goes now. But um so Stevenson, uh now here's my thing with Stevenson at lightweight. This is what I'm saying. This is why I, I think where people might go like, oh, my God, you're speaking blasphemy. No, no, no. If you know me, you know I love controversy. <laughs> not, not in a bad way, but you know I like saying that the hot take stuff. You know? Stevenson, I promise you, give him a couple fights. He'll be at Haney's level at 135. Facts. He will literally be. He will literally be in that discussion for a championship shot within a couple fights. I promise you. Because I think Stevenson will be just as good, if not dominant, at 135. Yes. Mind you, there's a lot of names in 135, and I'm saying this like it's nothing. But here's the reason. Stevenson makes you fight his fight. It's kind of like how Haney makes people fight his fight. But the thing is, the difference is, I think Haney is more of the volume type guy. Stevenson, on the other hand... Stevenson is looking to punish you. The combos are slick. The combos are like trying to knock you out. Uh, he has such good form, such like pure technique, like pure skill. You know what I mean? Like the way his hands move is fluent. Like it's second like nature to Stevenson and he makes it look so easy. And the thing is his constant pressure, but the way that he fights defensively, the way that he counters you, Makes him fight you differently. But you fight his fight all the time. That's my thing. He never. He'll never change. The way he fights. You'll have to change how you fight towards him. And it's always going to be the case. And that's what's mind blowing to me. Like that will always be the case. To me. I think he has that skill set. Like. the his His stance. His orthodox stance. Is honestly so manipulative, you know what I mean? Uh, because you know he does, he does, he does the shoulder roll. He has the shoulder roll defense, you know what I mean? So him standing straight up, like the way that he does, and he's just able to move his head left, right, down. You know, like slip the jabs, like he just sees everything coming from a mile away. You know, it's like another. It's like I'm not saying he's another Mayweather, but it's like seeing. Like, those type of, like, kinks in him, you know? He is on another level, man. And I think people that, people people like him, like, his boxing ability, he's still so young. So he still has, like, more to improve on. And that's what's scary. Like, look at Stevenson now. He's 18 and 0. He's 18 and 0. He's already beat Valdez. He's beat some of the big names, you know what I mean? And now he's about to step up to a division that has all big names. And I do think that 
he's going to represent, man. Like, Shakur Stevenson, mark my words, will be something in light in, in lightweight. If you honestly, I think he beats mostly everybody. He can beat everybody in that division. If we're being honest, he can beat anybody in that division. Now, can you say that everybody can beat him? There's not a lot of you can't say that about the whole division, but you can say that Shakur Stevenson, Shakur Stevenson, can beat the whole can beat anybody at lightweight because he can. Uh, I know he called out Lomachenko. That's a good fight. I would love to see Stevenson versus Lomachenko. Um, cause that's a toss up. I mean, honestly, at the end, I would probably go for Shakur, but you never know, man. That's a good fight. Like that's what I'm saying. Like him at lightweight. Now we get to see these fights, and I want him to have some of these big fights, man. Cause now with Stevenson there, the names, the the potential fights now lightweight just got deeper. So if you're a boxing fan, I'm, I'm telling you, man, you might want to tune into this, to this boxing scene right now, especially lightweight. Lightweight is looking crazy with Shakur in it now. Um. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what Shakur can do there. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, but that's my take. I think he'll be as dominant or even more dominant at 135. So, take with that as you will. Um, uh, I don't think that's too crazy to say. Uh, I think that's pretty, I think that's me being pretty sane. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's all I got to say on that. I'm interested to see what she, I'm interested to see what Shakur does at 135, though, for sure. Um, so, yeah, and the last point on that is, like, Lightweight looks scary good. Now, uh, Lightweight looks very scary. Uh, and honestly, besides Stevenson being in there, there's still some fights to make, but... Stevenson versus Loma, I think, should happen. Another fight for lightweight. I mean, Tank versus Garcia has to happen, too. I know people have their own opinions on Ryan Garcia. I mean, we all do. Uh, But you can't lie and say that this fight isn't something that people want to see. Excuse me. For lack of, like, better... For, like, better... Like, you know, lack of better terms... It's it's it, whether you like it or not, you know, like whether you like him or not, you want to see the fight. Uh, I think Tank versus Garcia is still big box office draw appeal, and that fight is not, is a fight that needs to happen. I think that fight is next. I would assume that fight's next for both guys. Uh, Lomachenko versus Stevenson, I think that's a great fight. Um, now you know if I was like doing like across the pond type things, you know, like world fights, like you know, I. I would love to see, like, somebody like Billy Joe fight, like, Isaac Pitbull Cruz, you know? Like, something like that. Like, I know we're I know we're talking about way out the box now, but, like, it, I just want to see all these names go at it, you know? Like, I know there's there's restrictions and there's all these other things, but that'd be awesome. Like, I was just talking to uh, Jay a couple days ago, I think, about this. Or, um, I'm pretty sure I brought this up to him. About a grand... Like, I know we're not going to have a scenario where there is a Grand Prix tournament, probably. You know, like, one, I think one does that. Not many other locations do that, you know. But a Grand Prix, like, in boxing? Not even. It doesn't even have to be a Grand Prix. It could just be, like, a weekend tournament or something like that. Like, just imagine that, bro. You know? But I I think that's that's what... A, a weekend tournament for the lightweight division will probably be... Bur- like, that will probably break records. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so 
Yeah, like we still got some really exciting fights in that division. That's what I'm saying. Lightweight looks scary good. Lightweight looks amazing. Um, so we just gotta be on tune. Look out for the next year in lightweight. I think lightweight is gonna be is gonna have all the eyes on it. Um, they got some big names in there, and they still got some big fights to to uh definitely go over. Um, so yeah, guys, that was the. That was the boxing side of things. Um, so I had to cover all that. Uh, Chris Eubank Jr. and Conor Ben this Saturday. Um, make sure you go into uh, uh, the zone, get that, and make sure you buy that. I will keep. I will keep plugging. I'll probably plug it right before we leave too. <laughs> but yeah. So with that, we're gonna go into our third ad, which is Buffalo Sports Cards and TCG. Into collecting sports cards? How about trading card games like Pokemon? Well, if so, check out Buffalo Sports Cards and TCG. They do live breaks, singles, giveaways, and personal boxes. Anything from UFC cards to Pokemon cards. Check them out on TikTok at Buffalo Sports Cards TCG. That's a capital B, capital S, capital C, and then capital TCG. Also, can check them out at whatnot.com slash user slash buffalo with one f sports cards tcg for all your card collecting needs so with that being said and we appreciate uh a shout out to buffalo sports cards and tcg for sponsoring um i know jay got some stuff for them i'm about to order some stuff pretty soon uh i find like you know nfts and stuff like that really you know neat so they're definitely the guys that get uh to get to get um to get your stuff from man i know jay showed me some stuff so it looks you know you gotta get it man so we appreciate every ad of course um but thank you uh buffalo sports cards and tcg for sure uh on to like the last portion of the episode you know um obviously this one's a little short you know of this week but i wanted to hit some of the big nail uh, uh big uh nail heads and that's uh, what we did. Um, so this last segment, you know, you guys, you know, we like to kick back and go over like the little, go over like some fun takes and other um, news and um, stuff that's happening. So uh, one of the thing is Joe Joyce looks real sharp. Uh, Joe Joyce, uh, he's 37, so he's obviously up there in age, but he just doesn't look like he slowed down at all. Uh, he just got, he picked up a, a TKO victory, um, just this past weekend and he called out Fury. Now, I don't know what you're going to do with Fury because Fury at this point doesn't even know what he wants to do. I wholeheartedly believe that. I don't know what this man is going to do. Uh, Joe Joyce versus Tyson Fury. Though, that's a good fight. Um, I would like to see Joe Joyce go after like. Luis Ortiz, though, like, like you know, like me and Jay said a couple weeks ago, I think Luis Ortiz versus Joe Joyce right now is a good fight. I think that's a really good fight. Um, and just because, like, oh, I don't know, man. Just just the the style, the, the type of technique we're going to see, like, that's a good fight. I can't even lie to you. Um, but if I had to see anybody else, I mean, I don't mind seeing him against any, like, of the top guys, I would love to see him. I, I would love to see him fight Dylan White. I would love to see him fight, um, 
Don't know why. Hmm. Chris Ariola's a good fight too. Probably for him. I mean, he, he might walk through him, but I think Chris Ariola just has that ability to bring out a good fight in anybody. You know, he has that fighting spirit. So, I think that's a. I think that's a good fight also to have. But Joe Joyce, man, real deal, man. Like, he has some hands. He has some power. Uh, left and I. T- Hey, I'm interested, man. I mean, I want to see. Uh, if he fights Tyson Fury, that would be a pretty interesting fight. I don't think it will happen, though. But if he does, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. But I would love to see Joe Joyce against one of those guys. Luis Ortiz, uh, Dylan White, um, Chris Ariola. I, I think he definitely can fight. Um, he can definitely fight. Uh, <sighs> slipped my mind. Uh, Andy Ruiz is a good fight, too. So, I mean, Joe Joyce at... Yeah, as long as he doesn't, as long as he shows no signs of slowing down, I think he can still fight with these guys. So, hey, make make use of it right right now. Like, I think Joe Joyce can provide some exciting fights, especially if you're trying to get new fans. Like, bring him over here, and we'll see what he can do. I mean, even if you send, even if the top guy goes to fight him over there, just we've got to do it, man. This, this is, I'm interested in Joe Joyce. I want to see what he does. Um. Uh, following Joe Joyce, we're gonna go into the women's boxing side of things. Surprisingly, yeah, I know. So Clarissa Shields is fighting Marshall. Um, at the O2, I know they had to postpone the fight. Um, but it's coming up now again. Uh, hold on, I gotta fact check this, guys. I gotta fact check this. My ball, my fault. Um. Yeah, I just I just want to make sure. So it's rescheduled for October fifteenth. So this is two weeks from now. Uh, Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields. So if you know me, I love Clarissa Shields. Uh, I think she is the greatest women's boxer ever. Um, she might be. By the time she's done, she might be the greatest. Mm, I won't say greatest combat uh, women's athlete ever because there's a couple. But for her versatility, you from for, for her to do boxing and she's doing MMA and she's basically considered the greatest in boxing. And the fact that she's able to come over in MMA and still like, like take a W. Mind no, mind you, you know, like never had really MMA experience, just boxing experience. It's just not, she's over here trying to take over MMA. That's nuts. But this is a boxing fight. Savannah Marshall is no slouch. All right. Um, Savannah Marshall is she's a champion for a reason. You know what I mean? And actually, this fight is interesting because they fought before. They fought before. Um, But this was an amateur's competition. And Savannah Marshall picked up the victory over Clarissa Shields in amateur's competition. So, if you're going to count amateurs, yeah. But a lot has happened since then. But here we are. Nonetheless, like this is the first time on a pro stage, you know. Um, and 
Clarissa after though after that I remember she went on to become a she went on to become a two time Olympic gold medalist in 2012 and in 2016. And then after that she became pro and she became a multi division champion in five years. Like come on man, she was running through people, like running through people. And recently in her most recent fight this past February she fought Ema Kozin. And that's where she retained her WBA, WBC, and IBF World Midweight titles. And she just won the WBF World Midweight title with a unanimous decision. So she took another belt. So she's she's going off. Um, And then uh, Marshall, on the other hand, she was a, you know, as a professional before she fought for the vacant world title. That was the fight where she fought Hannah Rankin. Um, and she stopped it to a seventh round TKO. And she, from there, she defended her about three times. So now, and she also fights in the PFL. She fights in the Premier Fighters League. Um, so she also does MMA also. So this, these two women have identical paths, if you think about it. Like, and their history goes way back. This is just as big of a fight as Ben um, versus Eubank Jr. Um, yeah, this is just as big a fight as that. If you look at the history, only fought once in the amateurs before. Savannah won. Clarissa went on to become a two-time Olympic gold medalist. Then she t- became a multi-division champion in five years. You look at the other side, Savannah Marshall, she took the win. She then went pro herself, went 8-0. and Fought for the vacant uh, middleweight title, took that, defended it three times, and then on top of that, she fights for the Premier Fighters League, and she's one and one in there, but she won a fight also, as did Clarissa Shields. They literally took the same exact path. And now it all comes down to just one, a big fight now. A big fight in the O2. Both women are champions. Both women are in the prime of their lives. I think this is a big fight also. Um, and it's next weekend. I mean, I get to talk to Jay about it. Uh, so, I, I mean, I hope he's ready. Because <laughs> this is a... I mean, this one has my attention too. It's just like, you know, when it got rescheduled, it kind of took the juice away from me. But now, like, hey, I'm interested to see the press conference. And I want to see if they release any, like, uh, clips or, like, you know... Uh, little videos for like you know kind of like a 24 7 i would love to see something like that like i want to see something like a countdown or something you know i think this fight deserves that so man yeah that's gonna be a big fight um and i can't wait for it and the last one last point before uh you know i wrap this show up for this week um we have uh, a question that I was asked recently um, by a friend of mine. Uh, I was talking to my boy, and we were talking about Oliveira versus Makachev, because who isn't right now? And, yeah, the the question did come up, obviously, is like, yo, can, can Makachev be another Khabib, or could he be the next Khabib? And I said kind of. Now, I know that's not a straightforward yes or no. But I want to explain what I mean. I say kind of because, obviously, he's trained by Khabib. Uh, his wrestling style is the same way. 
um, smother you, pounce on you, uh, force you into a submission, force you into ground and pound. Like he does everything so he does everything identical to Khabib. But here's my thing, just like Jay said last week, he can't be the next Khabib because he might be better. There's things that Islam Makachev can do that Khabib can't. Now, I think there's a lot writing on this fight, and I'm not. Even, I don't. I didn't want to talk about the fight. I just wanted to talk about Makachev versus Khabib, uh, or Makachev being the next Khabib. But it's relevant right now. I just. I just want to bring it up. This fight is huge for Makachev personally. Because if he wins, you can argue that he might be champion for a long time. And if can we say that we see anybody definitively beating Charles Oliveira in that division? Do we like 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 no, not Charles Oliveira, Islam if he's champion. Like, can we say definitively Dustin Poirier will beat Islam? Michael Chandler? Justin Gaethje, like, Islam could be a problem if he wins that belt, but he has to win it, you know? So, I believe that Makachev, if he does win the title, good luck getting it off of him. And what that means is that he's obviously, I think he's going to go on a run. He's going to have mad title defenses. I just don't see anybody beating him. If he has, if he becomes champion, only because the only guy that can't beat him is the guy that's champion right now. Like literally, Charles Oliveira has wiped through everybody. So, and he's been in the, he's been through the trenches. He's got it out the mud before. So, like, if anybody knows how to win when their back is on the mat, it's it's Charles Oliveira. But that's also a place you don't want to be with Islam. And that's where things get interesting. That's the gray areas, the ground. So, uh, I just think, as far as legacy wise, if if Makachev, if Makachev wins this title, man, he's he he he's hitting Khabib status already with the comparisons. But obviously, you have to do what Khabib has done. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, excuse me. To even be looked at in that way, but I I do think we have a gem here. Um, I think Islam could be better than Khabib, honestly. So um, that's just food for thought right there, man. Um, I don't know. I I want you guys to comment in uh the sixteen ounce podcast on Facebook. Uh, you know we have a little page right there. Uh, I wanted to see you guys comment for sure. Uh, is Khabib or is Islam the next Khabib? Because uh, I want opinions too. But as far as for me, I think Islam has all the tools that he needs. He's the more he's a complete fighter. He's probably the more complete fighter in that division. He has arguably the greatest wrestler ever training him. He is primed for a title run at some point if he doesn't win this fight like he's already in the main event like he this is already the biggest fight in UFC so we just got to see what he does with it me personally 
I say kind of because I don't think he'll be the next Khabib. I think by the end of it all, if Islam can do what most people expect of him, he'll be better than Khabib. And that and that says a lot. But uh, with that, guys, uh, unfortunately, you know, this episode is going to wrap up. Um, I... Uh, I wanted um, to really hit some of the big points today. Obviously, with Clarissa Shields and Marshall, uh, Eubank Jr. and Ben, I wanted to cover the recap. Um, We have a lot of content coming up next week. I know this week was a big week, but next week we have uh, a big week um, to to get into. Obviously, you know, um, UFC 280 is around the corner. And we just have a lot of things coming up. So definitely stay in tune, stay in touch. Um, Make sure you follow all of our pages on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Join the the um, join the group uh, 16 Ounce Podcast on Facebook. Um, uh, And honestly, man, like, yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for. Next week also, because next week is going to be a big week. So, um, as far as today, you know, uh, thank you guys for tuning in, as always. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to the fans. Uh, make sure you guys just keep leaving comments, keep leaving topics, keep starting discussions. We build off of that also. So, that helps us create for you. So, um, with that, um, there's nothing left to say. I want to wish you guys a blessed night. And this is Duvet signing. You're never going to make it. You're not good enough. There's a million other people with the same stuff. You really think you're different and you must be kidding. Think you're going to hit it, but you just don't get it. It's impossible. It's not probable. You're irresponsible. Too many obstacles. You got to stop it, though. You got to take it slow. You can't be a pro. Don't waste your time no more. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? I don't give a damn if you say you disapprove.